Well, we're going to go ahead and get started then this morning. I just want to welcome you. I am so excited that we are starting Wellspring again this year. Um, it is great to be back. How many of you are taking Wellspring for the first time? Wow, that is really, really encouraging to me. But also for those who didn't raise their hands, that is just as encouraging to me that you are back again this year. Um, one of the many things that I learned last year is that I've become pretty convinced that this is going to take a lifetime for me to learn the things that we went over in Wellspring last year, to learn them and then to live them out. So um, Jamie Siegel, um, who's back there, will be doing part of the teaching. Uh, we are both very glad to be back teaching through this again and also learning right along with you, which we will be doing. So um, let's go ahead and uh, start our morning by just uh, giving our time to the Lord and asking him for his help. Gracious Heavenly Father, we are so thankful that we can come before you, come before your grace, your throne of grace in our time of need because of Christ's work on the cross. And Father, all of us, come into this room needy this morning, where you're in great need of you. And so I pray that as we go over what to expect this year um, and look at the disciplines, Father, that you would give us hearts that are eager to learn the things that you have for us this year. I uh, thank you so much for your provision in so many, many ways. Father, I want to pray for all of those involved in Wellspring Kids. We pray that you would protect all the little ones that are over there and uh, that you would help those who are um, caring for them to love them with the love of the gospel. And uh, we just thank you for them, for their love for them, and uh, Father, we just look forward to what you are going to teach us this morning and this year. And we just pray that in Jesus' precious name. Amen. Okay, we need to start with just a little bit of housekeeping. Um, Chandler Bible Church, which is where you are in case any of you didn't know that, has so graciously allowed us to use their facility again this year. And we are just so thankful for those of you who dropped your children off. Um, maybe you noticed the new classrooms that they have this year. Uh, what a great provision from the Lord. We are just so thankful. And they are just have been so gracious to us to allow us to come in. So really they have asked so little of us. The main thing that they've asked is that we not bring in anything but bottled or covered water into the sanctuary. So we can do that. Um, I, it's my desire, I trust it's your desire as well, that we would not be a burden to them, but that we would be a blessing to them. So if you see anything out of place, if there's something on the floor, let's just pick it up. Let's leave this facility in even better condition than we found it. And just, again, be a blessing to them. Um, we're just so thankful for that. Uh, one kind of important, at some point in the morning, it's going to be a very important piece of information, and that's where the bathrooms are. So if you walk out, you can use either of the double doors. Um, you'll walk out, turn to the left, and they're on the left-hand side. So right around the corner if you need those. 
I want to talk about the schedule this morning, um, just so that you know what to expect when you come in. Now, we allowed for a little bit of extra time this morning. I know first time everyone's kind of getting used to things, um, where things are. Uh, but we want you to know that these doors will open at least by 8.45. So if you don't have any children and you want to come in here, you want to chat or pray with us, you're you know, more than welcome to do that. Maybe help us set up chairs for small group time. That's fine. Uh, they have asked that you drop your children off at 8.50. Um, and everyone figured out where their kids are supposed to be, I trust. They're not just out there wandering around. They're where they're supposed to be. Um, at 8.50, and then we're going to be in here and starting at 9 o'clock. Now, I know that's a lot for those of you, especially if you have three kids, two or three kids, um, but we're going to ask that you try and get into that routine as quickly as possible uh, so that we can begin right on time. Now, I understand school schedules, you know, all of that, understood, that's fine. In fact, those women probably aren't here yet. But um, if you know of anyone that needs to come in a little bit later, not a problem um, if, if it's for you know, a reason like that. Just kind of sneak in the back and just be sensitive to those who are sitting around you so that you don't distract them. So when you come in, and I think all of you did that this morning, um, you'll see the attendance sheets. And why we didn't think of this last year, I don't know. I guess it's just some of us are slow. Jamie thought of it this year. Instead of over on that tiny little table, which we crammed everything on last year, we're going to have a table over here where you'll sign um, the attendance when you walk in. It's according to small groups, so you'll just check that off. And then that's where um, you will pick up your note-taking outlines and also the homework for that day. Now, most of the homework and note-taking outlines are going to last two weeks. So if you see something on the table that's like kind of stacked together a little bit tighter, and you go, that looks really familiar. If it's what you picked up last week, obviously you don't need to pick up another copy. We just want to have extras back there in case someone missed the week before. So you'll pick it up most, most of the time every other week. There's a few times where we'll do a lesson in, in just one, time, um, one week. So we are really excited about the new format this year. Um, to have everyone together in here is just really exciting and to have a longer period of both teaching time and small group time. So we will be in here until 9.55. Sarah Martin has put a lot of time and thought into Wellspring Kids this year. She's the one who came up with this whole plan of our being able to be together. Um, for our teaching time, and this is the way that's going to make it possible. There will be a rotation of four women each week who won't come in here, but you will go into um, to help it with their music time and uh, the lesson time, or maybe you'll be in the nursery. And that is, that's what you got here. It's going to look like this. So you will miss, because of the rotation time, you'll only miss in here maybe, I think it comes out to be maybe four times throughout the whole year. Um, so uh, if you, so you are responsible on your Wednesday to be over there. If for some reason you cannot be here, is Rochelle, did Rochelle make it back in? Oh, there she is. I was looking for you in the back. Rochelle, will you just stand and turn around? Okay, this is the woman that you need to know. Rochelle is helping us in so many ways. We are so thankful, once again, for God's provision. 
So you are responsible if it's your week and you can't find and you cannot be here, you have sick kids or whatever, then it's your responsibility to find a sub, trade with someone, however you want to work that out, but call Rochelle and let her know, or if it's ahead of time, you can email her. And that information, I don't have one here, but you got a, a contact information list, so all of her information is on there. Okay? So two things. You need to be responsible for getting a sub, and then you need to let Rochelle know um, who that's going to be. Uh, we want to make sure that the children are in a safe environment um, where they can learn and have adequate adult supervision. It's just very important. So that's why we want to make sure that that's covered. Um, Lord willing, and I'm not sure if it'll happen today, this week and next week, give us a little grace period. But for those um, who are in that, those four of you who are in that rotation, you should be able to receive a CD of the teaching time before you leave that morning. And if it doesn't work out today or next week, um, and you can always listen to it online. Again, that information is on that list that we gave you, that, con- that contact list. We want to make sure that you listen to the lesson because if you're in there, if you're one of those four that rotate, you're going to be talking about the homework the following week based on that lesson. So we want to make sure that you have that covered so that you've listened to it so you can participate in small group. Okay? Is that all clear? So we're all together except for those four women. Then after our teaching time together, Group B, which is Suzanne and Jamie's groups, are going to go over and help in the Wellspring kids. You have the opportunity to go over there. And we are going to put the list of where you are assigned to go on the tables where your notebooks were. So when we're done, you'll be able to take a look at that, and you'll know where you're going to go. And then Group A, which is Kim and me, um, and I'll make introductions later. We're gonna, we will stay in here. There are two small groups on either side. You know, we'll meet over there, and so then we will have our small group time. And then we're gonna switch. We're gonna, after 25 minutes, we're gonna. That is the teacher's phone. I am so. <laughs> In case anyone needed to call last minute, and I obviously forgot to turn it off. Okay, um, so then we're going to make the switch. So then group A, so Kim's in my group, will then go over, and we get to help in Wellspring Kids. Um, and for us especially, Kim, we need to be really sensitive to that 25-minute time period. Because if we take a long time, all of you who are in that A group, if we take a long time to get over there, That means group B isn't going to be able to get over here and get started, and we're going to steal away from their time of small group. So we're going to ask that you make that transition time in five minutes. Now, if it doesn't work, we will do some adjusting, but we're going to try to do that because we want to keep as much time in small group as we possibly can. There's one thing that um, we're going to ask of those who are in group B, so that's Jamie's group and Suzanne's group, Uh, When you are done, since you're the last ones in here, if you will just take those chairs and put them back in the lines, they hook onto each other. Someone who was here last year will be able to show you how to do that. Because someone comes back in here tonight and uses the room. So if you would just make sure that gets done. 
It is really warm in here, Jamie. Can you? I know it says 74, but I don't think it is. Um, okay, so for those of you who are new this year, uh, let me just take a minute and address the Wellspring kids. Uh, this time, with, uh, with going over with the Wellspring kids, is not just so we can have our small group time. Okay, it's not just babysitting. We want you to understand the importance of this time. We want you to see this as a time of ministry, both to the children, but also to the women that you are going to be serving with over there. This really is an important element of Wednesday Wellspring. In fact, as we read through the evaluations last year, I don't think there was one woman who did not comment on how blessed they were to have that time uh, with the children and with the other women. And so I, I think you are gonna, you're going to find that that is really an important element and really love that time over there. It's a great opportunity to learn from each other and to uh, shepherd one another, the, one another as well. You're going to not only shepherd the little ones, but you also are going to be able to observe other women shepherd the little ones as well. And I think that was really an element that women were blessed in last year. So we want you, again, to take every opportunity, as I prayed in the beginning, to love those little ones with the gospel of Jesus. Um, So if you've been assigned to the babies, you have an added bonus and that you really get time to be able to talk and fellowship. It's just kind of a continuation, whether you start over there or whether you have small group time first and then go over there. It's a continu- you just get to continue talking about the, small- the lesson, if it's first hour, maybe about the questions that you went over in small group as you care for those little tiny babies. So you just get extra fellowship time. It really is, is a, a blessing. Um, you'll be able to, to glean from one another even longer than that 25 minutes. So Sarah did ask me to go over a couple of details. If you have an infant or a toddler and you are bringing a sippy cup, she wants you to make sure that you put water in them only, make sure that they're marked. Um, if you have a baby, she said formula is okay, formula or water only, no juice or milk, please. And then she also wanted me to tell you that snacks will be provided for ages one and up. And so please don't bring additional snacks. Anyone who has children know what a problem that can be. If there are different kinds of snacks, it'll just make it easier. Besides, as they get older, the snack time, for those of you who are new this year, you are not going to believe the snack time. It is definitely a part of the lesson. It's not just a time for them to have something to eat. So they will be, um, you'll be the snacks will be provided for them. And then she also wanted me, again, to remind you to label everything. Sweaters, jackets, believe it or not, it is going to get cool enough. I, I believe it's going to happen. Um, it's, uh, and so make sure that, that those are all marked. There will be a table on the east side of the playground next to the gate, so you can either drop off things for your kids or that's where all of the things that didn't get picked up will be. And so if you forgot something, you'll be able to pick it up there. Okay, so again, um, if you cannot be involved in that second time of, of being over in Wellspring Kids, so you group A and B, that means everyone here, again, you need to let Rochelle know if you're not going to be here. 
There are two reasons. We need to know that your children aren't going to be here and maybe make some arrangement, some rearranging over there. And also we need to know if you're not going to be here. So again, let Rochelle know. Okay? So anytime you're not here, you need to let Rochelle know. Okay? Any questions on that? Okay, great. All right. Now, I want to talk about the teaching time um, in Wellspring. You might be wondering, how did this ministry even get started? Well, it grew out of the build ministry for men. Um, After that went on for a few years, uh, Scott Maxwell began to meet with Jamie and Sarah Demarest, who teaches on Saturday, and me, and encouraged us to take the materials that he was teaching and build and to work through them. And so we did. We took a summer to do that. Uh, We... um, adapted many of those lessons so that they would be appropriate to women. We've added many lessons. Obviously, some of them we have taken away because they weren't appropriate for for women. And so that then ended in Wellspring. The elders really care about the women of this church, um, and they have only been encouraging and supportive to us. In fact, Scott uh, spent this last summer meeting with Jamie and Sarah and I and teaching us how to better study the word. Um, He actually was so um, uh, brave as to try and teach us how to diagram sentences. That is a very, very patient man. Um, So I tell you this because I want you to know how much he and the other elders love and care and shepherd this ministry. Personally, I've never seen anything like it. Ladies, we are so blessed. And so I want you to be aware of that so you can thank them, so you can thank God for them. So now I want you to get your notebooks. Hopefully those who were here last year remembered to bring them. So um, get out your notebooks. For those of you who were here last year, I can see some of you immediately turning them over. Guess what? We're going to look at the front just today. So the first thing that you're going to notice is the name of our ministry. It's Wellspring. You might wonder where in the world did they get Wellspring? It comes from Proverbs 4.23, which says, Above all else, guard your heart, for it is the wellspring of life. A wellspring is a head or a source of a spring or, or a river. And it implies, <clears throat> excuse me, a source of anything, but especially when that source is considered inexhaustible. Okay, so when Proverbs 4.23 tells us that we are to guard our hearts because it is the wellspring of life, it's telling us that all of life flows from our hearts. There is nothing that comes out of us that didn't first reside in our heart. That can be an encouraging thing. That can be a very discouraging thing as we think about some of the things that come out. Okay, The heart is a source, source of our motives. It's a source of our desires, our wills, our intentions, our words, our thoughts. Everything, everything flows out of our heart. And then I want you to notice the logo. Because it conveys that. It's a continual flow of water from an unseen source. Okay, We can't see our heart, can we? But we know that everything flows out of it. 
It also conveys the idea of Titus 2, one generation pouring into the next, okay, older women into younger women. Knowing that, I hope, will be a reminder to you every time you see that, whether you see it on your notebook, on your name tags, every piece of paper that's handed out to you, that you will remember how crucial it is that we guard our hearts so that what we are pouring out into others, and that's our goal, right, will be pure, that it will be good, and that it will be grounded in the gospel. So now I want you to turn your notebooks over to the back. And you're going to see the wellspring purpose there. It's to equip and encourage the women of Grace Bible Church to shepherd their hearts toward Jesus Christ with the word of God so that we live out the gospel, thus strengthening the church in its gospel purpose. You're going to see a connection of what we do here and how it's going to tie in with our part in being a part of the body. Uh, The goal of Wellspring is to unite us as women from Grace Bible Church around three disciplines so that we all understand what it looks like to effectively minister to others, to disciple one another toward Jesus Christ. Our leaders desire to see all who are involved in ministry uniting around these three disciplines. So that means whether in build, whether in wellspring, student ministries, next generation, whether you're mentoring, discipling, whether you're talking to someone in your small group, whether you're talking to your little ones at home, your children, um, talking to other women, they are all hearing the same thing. And we are all living the same thing. Okay, regardless of our ministry. So we're going to do that by looking at these three disciplines. Now these disciplines are going to be a framework to help us understand the priorities that God describes throughout his word. So let's look at the first one. Discipline number one is the heart. She prayerfully shepherds her heart toward God through the word of God and in particular the gospel. We must shepherd our hearts to the word of God to get to the God of the word. This is so key. You're going to hear this a lot this year. We're going to talk a lot about being in the word, reading all of our Bibles. In fact, that's going to be our primary assignment. As we read, I can almost guarantee that there are going to be days where we are going to be tempted to read for the sake of reading. To get our assignment completed, check off that box. We like to do that, don't we? But ladies, that is the last thing that we should be doing when when we're reading the Word. What is our goal in reading all of the Word? Our goal, what needs to be going on inside of our thoughts and in our hearts as we're reading is we want to get to Jesus. So that's why we must be women who prayerfully shepherd our hearts to Jesus Christ as we are reading his word. Because it's possible to be consistent in reading our Bibles every single day without it having much effect on our hearts, isn't it? 
So that's why we must discipline ourselves as we have our Bibles open before us. Okay, We're not just reading. We're disciplining ourselves to this. Our heart attitude must be, God, I don't want to miss Jesus as I am reading this. Because if we don't draw near to him, we're going to become spiritually dry, even if we're reading his word every single day. Okay, that's why we need to read with the intention to get to Jesus. It is we don't want to settle for anything less than that. This is the kind of women we must be. And you're going to find this year that everything flows from this. If we are not in the word or we are not seeking him as we're reading the word, what are we going to have to say to people? What are we going to have to say to our families, to our roommates, our co-workers, to um, someone in your small group, wherever you run into? How can we come alongside them and help them and bring hope to them if we haven't been bringing our own hearts to the word of God, to meet with God, to know him, to hear from him? But if we are getting to Jesus as we're reading the word, we're going to have much to give. We will be the aroma of Christ. So let's look at discipline number two. And don't worry that you have to get all of these. Boy, i got to understand these. We're going to go through these every single week. That's how important they are. So discipline number two is the home. She ministers to those in her home with a heart for God and the gospel. As women, we need to understand the spiritual influence we have in our home. Now, the question isn't whether we have spiritual influence in our home. It's how we are spiritually influencing our home. We are impacting them there. It's it, What we need to be concerned about is how we are impacting them. So a godly woman places a priority on spiritually influencing her household with her heart for Christ, and that's what's going to make the difference. We see the people that we live with the most, right? We, they know us pretty well, and we know them pretty well. Whether that's our husbands, our children, roommates, whatever your living situation looks like, we need to be making sure that we are bringing Christ and we are bringing the gospel to them, making an impact there. Scott uses a phrase, don't leapfrog. We can't leapfrog over our own hearts, and we can't leapfrog over our household relationships. Whatever our living situation is, it is God's training ground for us. We all have a profound opportunity to display Christ practicing taking our hearts for Christ to those closest to us, to those we live with. And then let's look at ministry, discipline number three. With a heart for God, the gospel, and fulfilling her ministry within her household, she steps into the church to shepherd others toward God and the gospel. Now there's a lot of ministry needs within our church. Our leaders are not just looking for warm bodies to fill those needs. Okay? They need for us 
to be much more than that. Our church needs us to be women who believe God's word and practice God's word in shepherding our own hearts and in our own homes so that we will be equipped to be fruitful in our ministry with others. That's why our leaders have placed these disciplines before us to help establish priorities, remembering that the heart is the wellspring of life. Again, everything flows out of discipline one. If our heart is full of God because we've been seeking him as we've been in his word, as we're caring for those in our household with a heart for God, then we will be effective in our ministry as we minister to those in the body. So are we saying that we focus only on discipline one until we have that mastered and then we move on to the home never to think about the heart again? (laughs) No, that's not at all what we're saying. Um, And the same thing, by the way, is with, with ministry. Now, these disciplines have to overlap and they have to take take place all at the same time. We can't say we're not going to be involved in ministry because we're still working on discipline one and discipline two. Let me tell you, you're going to be working on discipline one, discipline two, and discipline three for the rest of your life, okay? We do need to be caring for those in our body, but... There must be a priority in our thinking. Our first thought needs to be, I must shepherd my heart, and I must not leapfrog over my household as I am caring for those in the body. I think it's also important for us to understand when we talk about ministry. Sometimes ministry includes a particular role or a task. But really, it is so much broader than that. Ministry really is the mindset of being eager to display the gospel as we live every aspect of our lives with the intention of living for the glory of God. That means in the way we speak. It means in the way that we listen to one another and how we work, how we think, everything. Everything, life is ministry. So I would encourage you, ladies, to begin to pray now and throughout this year. Pray for God to make you effective in ministering to the body and to those outside of the body. All of us should set these disciplines before us and ask God to make us the women that he wants us to be for bringing him glory. So now you know, open up your notebooks and let's take a look at those. Now let me just make one quick comment about the notebooks. They are meant to serve you. Okay, You're going to see four tabs in them. If you are one of those A personalities and you want to have 25 tabs, go to Staples, go for it, color code it, however you want to do it. Okay, They are meant to serve you. So whatever that looks like for you, go for it. Okay? If you took Wellspring last year, you may want to take just everything you had last year, the note-taking outline and your homework, and just put it in the back. You may want to take it and put it in a file at home. 
you may want to take those note-taking outlines out each week and add to them, add to what you had last year. However you want to do that, that's up to you. The only thing is you can't turn in your homework from last year. Okay, we'll have a way of knowing that. So. All right, so the first thing I want you to notice is the schedule in the very front. And as you look at, Jamie? Yes, you, you will. Okay, and I was just going to just it, make sure you have Wednesday. If anyone doesn't have Wednesdays, do you have some extra ones? I've got half an hour. I have both. So okay. Front, the front This is the only one I have, so it's going to look like this. It'll say Wednesdays. You also have Saturdays in there for a reason. If for some reason you have to miss a Wednesday, and you want to make that up, you don't want to listen to it online, but you want to hear it in person, then you can do a Saturday. Now, just a note, Saturdays oftentimes will cover two of our lessons in one week. So you might be getting ahead of yourself or have a repeat and then the new lesson. So um, I hope that isn't totally confusing. But we wanted to put Saturdays in there just in case that would help you. Okay. So as you look at that, you're going to notice that um, not all the disciplines are going to get the same, the same amount of, t- of time. Okay, We're not going to cover them all equally. We'll spend the most time looking at our heart for obvious reasons. Okay, As we get into it, you'll understand why we're doing that way. A little less time for the home and even less time for ministry. So then the first thing you'll notice is the first tab is discipline number one, the heart. Okay, so if you look at that, the first thing that you'll see behind that tab is a list of 856 occurrences of the heart in the Bible. Scott went through the Bible several years ago, and he looked at every occurrence of the word heart in the Bible. Okay, now he used the New American Standard, so if you have a different translation, you might come up with some other ones. Go ahead and add them in if, if you'd like. Um, but as he did that, he, he made a list then of every time the word heart was used in the Bible. So you'll see how many times the heart occurs in each of these books. I want you to look down those for just a second. Okay? This should give us an idea of why it's important that we read every book of the Bible. Okay? Look at some of those books that maybe you don't get into very often. There's a lot that they have to say about the heart. That's why we want to read all of the Bible. Okay, then turn the page, and next you'll see three pages of categories for consideration. So again, after listing every occurrence of the the heart, Scott went back again through that list, and he started making connections, categorizing them. So he'd read scriptures that would have to do with pride and arrogance, And he started making a list of all of those. Or maybe he'd notice that there are a lot of verses that talk about deception or easily being deceived. And so he put all of those in a category as well. Ladies, this is a great resource to have. I know for me, when I read through the word now, these verses 
And these categories seem to just jump off the pages of scripture to me as I begin to see my own heart. So there's one other resource, so turn the page again, and you're going to see um, the heart in the New Testament. Um, so this is another re- resource that shows us where the, the heart, um, what, the new, what the New Testament reveals about the heart, our hearts. Okay, so all of these are incredible resources that Scott so graciously made available to us. They're great tools. And so your homework this week is to start looking through those. Um, I, I am absolutely convinced that as you do, you will see why we're going to spend so much time looking at our hearts this year. So then there's a second tab, which is the home, and, thir- and third tab, discipline. As we get to those, we're going to add more things to them. But as we get to those in both the, the home and um, ministry, we're going to look at God's people. In many cases, we're going to look at women from the Bible who have interacted with one another, and both inside the home and outside the home. And we're going to have the opportunity to learn from them how we can better care for those in our home and uh, also outside of our home. Okay, so turn the page again, and the next thing you should see are the reading plans. Okay, as I said earlier, our main assignment this year is going to be to read through the Bible in a year. Now, let me just mention, if you're already on a reading plan, we're not going to ask that you stop and start all over again. Okay, just keep going with yours. I'm right in the middle of one. I'm just going to keep going. Okay? Now, we've given you four options. This doesn't mean that you have to do one of these, but these are just some options that we thought would be helpful for you to choose from. So, um, if you don't have your notebook or you already marked these up, there are some extra copies in the back, or you can also download them um, from the website. So let me just go over those real quickly. The first one is chronologically. If you have never read the Bible chronologically before and you've read through the Bible before in a year, I would highly recommend at some point that you would do do this particular reading plan. I just think you gain such insight into reading it this way. But I will tell you, there is one downside. I did this three years ago. You were in the Old Testament a long time. I I got maybe a fourth of the way through, and I couldn't stand it. I had to just start reading in the New Testament on my own. That's a long time to be out of the New Testament. But, you know, it's a great, you'll just gain great insight. So I just wanted to mention that. That that is one of the downsides of it. Um, And then the second one, this is the favorite of many of the women here at Grace Bible Church. It's called McShane's Bible Reading Plan. In this plan, I think this is why it's the favorite of so many, you go through the Old Testament once in a year, and you go through Proverbs, Psalms, Proverbs, and the New Testament twice in a year. So if you're considering doing this one, you just need to know that some days you'll read two chapters, but when you get to, um, like, the prophets, there's going to be a pretty big chunk of time. There may be, like, seven chapters that you need to read um, in a day. The third one is by genre. So that's called the 52-week Bible reading plan. In this one, by the way, as well as the chronological, you read through the Bible once. Okay? And that's all set out for you there. On Sunday, you'll read the epistle, an epistle. On Monday, you'll read the Pentateuch, so on. You'll see how, how that goes. 
the benefit of this one is you are all throughout the Bible. And uh, so that's a great plan as well. And then the last one is the Old Testament and the New Testament together. This is the one I did right after I did the chronological because I wanted to have both the Old Testament and New Testament together. So in this one, again, you'll read through the Bible once in a year. Okay, so I'd encourage you um, maybe make a copy of it so you have these originals and so that you have one that you can, can mark so that you just know where you're at to be able to keep up. Now, you might be going, why are you asking me to read through the entire Bible in a year? Don't you know I have a little one or I have three small children? Why is this our primary assignment for Wellspring, to read through the Bible in a year? Well, first of all, you need to know that this is the desire of our church leadership for all of us. They're asking the men in Build, the men in H3, and the women in Wellspring to do this. Okay, so why are they encouraging us to read? Not only this year, but they're encouraging us to do this every year for the rest of our lives. And the reason they are is because we need to be familiar with more than our five favorite books of the Bible. Okay, we need to be familiar with more than just the New Testament. We need to be familiar with the entire counsel of God. We need to know Moses' God because he's our God too and he never changes. We need to see how God interacted with his children from the very beginning because it helps us to know him. And again, he doesn't change. We want to see him throughout the entire Bible. The Bible is full of illustrations and examples, as Paul says, for our instruction. So we need to be full of God's word, equipped by knowing the Old Testament and the New Testament. This enables us to care for one another with all of God's word. Okay, We want to represent God accurately, and we can't do that with just a few of our favorite books of the Bible. And we're not going to do it. We're not going to read through the whole book of the Bible in a year unless we plan for it, right? So please, please make this your goal. If you get behind, you don't get to read one day, then the next day, just know you have a little bit more to read. Or if you can't do that, then pick up where you are and just keep going, okay? It might take you a little longer than a year. That's okay. It might take you less than a year. Um, That's okay, too. This isn't about checking off a box, okay? This isn't about saying, we did it. We're wellspring women. We read through the Bible in a year. That is not the purpose of doing this, okay? It's not a competition. Remember, we are reading the Bible. We're reading God's word to meet with God to draw near to him, to get to know him better. We read to see our sin and to grow in our joy and our satisfaction of what Christ has done. And we will grow in that area if we are reading his word consistently. So let's remember, don't separate discipline number one from this reading plan. 
If you do, it's not going to be beneficial. Well, not as beneficial. Okay? We want to encourage you, as you're reading, to draw near to God. To meet with him in all of the books of the Bible. Okay? And for some, that takes a little bit more focus and concentration. When I read through Numbers, I have to focus a little bit harder. God, what do you... What do you have to reveal about yourself in this book? It's not quite as, as easy to see that as maybe even in Genesis, but it's there. So we want to read for the purpose of intimacy with him. Now, this is an area, ladies, that we have a great opportunity to encourage one another. I can almost guarantee some of you are going to get behind, and that's okay. So let's encourage one another to keep reading, and not just to keep reading, but to keep reading for the purpose of getting to know God. Okay? So, you will have until October 1st to choose the reading plan that you're going to be on. Um, We should have time, small group time today, even though we got started a little bit later. One of the things we might talk about is just ask some of the women who have done this a number of times what reading plans they've gone through and maybe um, some of the things that were helpful to them maybe the first time they did it. And that might help you uh, to be able to prayerfully um, ask God which plan might, might be best for you. For those of you who are married, ask your husbands. Maybe some of your husbands are in build. You may want to choose the same one. Maybe you want to choose a different one. You know, that's up to you. But just prayerfully consider which plan you're going to choose. And then I want to talk about the homework. So in addition to reading through the Bible in a year, we are, there are going to be additional reading assignments And these assignments are going to be based on the teaching time, okay? So uh, you are going to turn those assignments in. Again, you'll find those when you come in on the back table. Most of them you'll have two weeks to work on. We'll let you know, whoever's teaching will let let you know, like maybe if it's a two-week continuation, we do part one and part two, we'll say if you would just do the first half of your homework for next week because that's what you'll be discussing, discussing in small group. And then the following week, you'll do the second half, okay? Um, Now, the reason that we're going to ask you to turn your homework into your small group leaders is to give us some accountability. How many of us really would do it if we didn't have to turn it in, okay? I think it does give us accountability. It also helps us to get to know you. I know last year, I was so encouraged as I read through a lot of your homework, and just so blessed by what God was doing in your life. Um, also, I think Jamie would agree it's helpful for us if we hear from one of the small group leaders that, you know what, no one got that question. That probably says that I didn't communicate in, in a teaching lesson very well. So it's something I need to go back and address again in a future lesson. So this, the homework is not designed to be time-consuming in that there's going to be a lot of studying time. That's not uh, the purpose. These are mostly self-evaluation questions based on either the teaching time or the disciplines. So we're going to ask you, though, to give them a lot of thought. Um, for example, if we ask the question, uh, ponder and think about um, where your heart is at as you are opening up the word to read it. Then really take some time and ponder it. 
and write down honestly where you are with that. Be honest with your answers. It's only going to benefit you if you are evaluating your hearts honestly. The other reason, I mean, it might be hard at the beginning to say, I was thinking about what I was going to make for dinner, you know, I just, I was not engaged. That's okay. Put that down. And one of the reasons that I think you will be encouraged is as the year goes on and you see what God is doing in your heart and you are starting to engage, you're going to be able to go look back at those first lessons and see where you started and you will only have praise for God for what he's doing in you. So be honest and let others know that too so that those in your small group can be praying for you. Okay? Sometimes the small group will require that you ask someone in your household, maybe your husbands, um, for those of you who have older children uh, or roommates, um, so that you can get their insight. And I just want to tell you, this is very, very beneficial. Because sometimes there are things in our own hearts that we miss and we don't see. But it's blaring to them. And so um, I just encourage you, when we ask you to do that, to do that. Allow God to use them to reveal things about your heart that you need to see. And allow God to use them to shape your character. It's a great tool. My adult kids, they are really, really good at helping me with that. So the homework isn't heavy duty in the sense of studying, but let me tell you, it matters, okay? We're evaluating ourselves for the purpose of seeing where we really are, where we need to grow, where we need to change, so that we can take what we discover about ourselves, about our own hearts, we can take that to the gospel. We can take that to the truth of what God has done for us, for our sin, so that we can begin to walk in newness of life in that area. And then the last thing I want to cover, and I'm making record time here, small groups, and we're going to have just about normal time this morning. So let me first introduce our leaders. Jamie, would you just stand for a second? Jamie's a small group leader, and she is um, also going to be doing half of the teaching this year. And then um, Suzanne Blevins is sick this morning. She's so disappointed she can't be here. So I'll be taking her group today. Um, So next week, hopefully you'll get to know her. And then Kim Maxwell, would you stand, please? Thank you, Kim. Kim loves attention on herself. Kim will be leading a small group as well. So if you are confused, somehow you didn't get the, um, there's a sheet in the back, you're not sure um, what to do, Um, just see me afterwards. So small groups are going to meet at the end of the teaching time. You'll either go over and help with the Wellspring Kids first and then come back and do your small group, or you'll do it the opposite way. So one thing that I want to address is for those of you who are returning, you're going to see 25 minutes each week. And I know I'm really excited about that, but we all know that 25 minutes is going to go by really quickly. And so um, I just want to encourage you. We're not going to have time, even with 25 minutes, to go around and ask for prayer requests from everyone. But 
just keep that ministry in mind. Jot down things as maybe someone shares something and you can tell they're really struggling. Jot that down and pray for them. Maybe call them during the week just to encourage them to see how they're doing. Um, I just want to remind you that Wellspring ministry needs to take place outside of this facility. It's going to start in here in our small group and Wellspring kids, but it needs to take place outside of that as well. So would you just make that a priority to care for those that are in your small group? So that's the plan for the year. Are there any questions? Is this clear as mud or you got it? Okay. All right. Well, I, I hope that you are excited about the year that is before you. Um, I pray that your hearts are ready to be challenged. Uh, It's Jamie's in my prayer that as we shepherd our hearts with the word of God to get to the God of the word, that we will make much of our Savior. And I pray that it will have such an impact on our hearts that we will live out lives that reflect his transforming work in our lives. So let's pray. Father in heaven, we... We just want to thank you for your provision. First of all, we thank you for your son, for what he did on the cross, for his work on the cross, that even makes it possible for us to be concerned about our own hearts. And then, Father, we thank you for your word that you have given to us. And Father, I pray that each one of us will grow this year in learning better and better how to shepherd our hearts as we read your word, that we will never disconnect it from discipline number one, but that as we read your word, we will always be bringing our hearts before you, asking you to teach us, reveal to us the things that need to be revealed so that we can be instruments in your hands that are useful, that bring you glory. And then, Father, I thank you for your provision of this building, this facility. Father, we know that that is a gift from you. Thank you for the women who are involved in Wellspring Kids. Thank you for the small group leaders. Father, thank you for our elders who care so much about the women of this body that they have poured out into us and allow us to come together to do wellspring. Father, you have blessed us in so many ways, and I pray that we won't take it for granted, but that we will only be grateful and take full advantage of the gifts that you have given to us, the opportunities to be able to grow in you. And so we praise you this morning for all of your provision. We pray that in Jesus' name. Amen.